We got that penalty. And then that last one, it's just it was just bad defending by uh who that was uh bad defending by Pumas. I mean the the ball's going out and the guy just goes to kick it and he just kicks Christian Roldan like right in the thigh, you know, and just lays him out and then bam, there's the second penalty. Took it in the ninety ninth minute. So now we're going home two nothing or two two as opposed to two nothing. And I still felt we, we could do it at 2 nothing. I knew it was going to be tough because, I mean, God, how many times have we done that in our MLS history? Go on the road for a playoff game and just get shellacked and have to come back home and then play like mad and then lose by a goal because we didn't get that third goal. So I was tied. I felt really good. And, and the ticket sales went really well. And, you know, up to that, I think, up to that game, there were like 50,000 sold. And then when we tied it, I think it just went nuts, you know. And it was hats off to the marketing department to sell that out in a midweek game, you know, and their whole uh, capturing Schmetzer in the locker room talking, this is a big fucking deal. You know, he, he they bleeped out. So the whole tagline came, it's a big effing game. And Marshawn Lynch was doing commercials for it. And, you know, Buffalo people know Marshawn, but Marshawn is, is a local legend in Seattle now. I mean, he's the guy's a Seattle hero, sports hero. And then Ken Griffey Jr. did a little narr- narrative for it, you know, talked about all the great Seattle moments, you know, the double, which Edgar scored to beat the Yankees. And, you know, when they, you know, I think 95. So, I mean, all the great moments, and then we came, and that, you know, first half was, yeah, it was good, kind of nervy, uh, because I was nervous, you know, as always. And we got the goal, which I think would have been a handball if we didn't score it, because it hit the guy's hand, but it threw off Talavera, and it, it just deflected in. And then they really took it to us in the second half. I mean, I was like, my kid's with me, and he's like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. The whole the whole second half, I don't like this. This isn't good. And then uh, Diogo had that header that Fry saved. He only had to make one save the whole game. I mean, he had made one save in the first half, but it wouldn't have counted because there was a foul. That was a brilliant save. And that one he had to make when it was 1-0. Because, and then we got when we got that second goal, it was a beautiful setup from uh, Morris to Ladero to Rui Diaz and Rui Diaz buries it and then Ladero, Ladero scored maybe five minutes later so now it's three nothing uh, heading into stoppage time and then by then they you know Pumas was done but yeah. they 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 don't play like a traditional Mexican team they like they get the ball on the wings and they cross it in that's that's what they do and they're really good at it but um, but that's more like like uh, something we'd see here in MLS, not so much something I see a lot of in Mexico, but, you know, and the people that I heard, I saw those same message boards. Well, you know, Pumas is, is way down in the league. Yeah. They made the playoffs though. And they did beat Cruz Azul over two legs to make the final. And they did come back from three, nothing down to new England to, to get to the next round. So, you know, say what you want, you know, they, um, they came up big when they had to, and that's kind of, I think, their thing, is they they don't quit. So, and and the Pumas fans were awesome. I mean, it was cool. I, it was a fun. It it was one of the funnest environments I was ever in. Uh, yeah. That, so that's something that people don't get, get is you hear all the crap about away fans and all that, 
but there's always got to be some real good groups in groups. Oh yeah, I mean I was talking yeah. to a bunch of them. You know, I asked one guy from Mexico City. No, I came from Chicago. I'm like, wow. Well, still Chicago middle of the week. Hey, good respect, man. That's that's not bad. I, I talked to a guy who who drove up from Idaho to watch the game. I said, wow, that's cool. And then I, I talked to another guy who was actually sitting behind me. Well, a couple rows behind me, and he came from Chicago. But um, no, and they were fun. They just wanted to have a good time. I'm riding the train back. After the game, there's a bunch of Pumas fans on the train with us, and the whole they're they were loud the whole way home. I mean, as Mike, yeah, somebody just came out to have a good time, you know, because all you get a lot of expats, whether they're Pumas fans or not. I saw a lot of Chivas shirts and Mexican Mexican national team shirts. They were all Pumas fans that night. So, well, you know. yeah, and I mean, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go to, if you're going to go to a game, you're going to want to go in somewhere as big as Seattle. I mean, yeah. there's there, a lot of fun out there. So, I mean, getting, coming in, you can get in and get out to Chicago. I mean, I don't know if you have to have a layover anywhere like Denver or that. But No, I mean, you can get a direct flight, I would imagine. That's the thing. You know, it's one thing, you know, trying to get to, like, Columbus. I think there's one direct flight out of Seattle. Uh, that's it. And the only reason I know that is my girlfriend's daughter's fiance is going for a bachelor party in Columbus because there's a PGA thing going on then and he wants to go to the PGA. So I said, Oh yeah, but you can't get there direct. No, there's one. Oh, all right, cool. Uh, I didn't know that. They're going to so. do it. That's going to be, that was, that was the only, that was the weird thing when I flew back from um, Albuquerque is yeah. that at one flight going to Chicago takes forever. Yeah. So, for for me from Chicago to here is like an hour. You're up, yeah. and then you're back down. Right. And they don't give you any time in between. I mean, I'm I'm fortunate. I've I've literally lived in O'Hare. Yeah. Since the '80s, I could run. I could run that place pretty quickly, but that. That would be fun for if you get driven out there for that. Um, did, were, were those tickets part of your season? No, I, I had to buy them, but I had first crack at my seat. What they do, the Sounders are good about that. What they'll do, and you can opt out. I, I don't ever bother. So, like, playoffs, these are not part of your package, but you can you can have just opt in, and you'll they reserve it reserves your seat through the whole thing. You know, like MLS Cup, I sat in my t- my seats. So, you know, uh, and my seats are great. That's why it's a big deal because I think I have the best seats in the stadium. So, I, you know, but, and, and I got them. It costs, I think the tickets were 85 bucks for oh, the bad. final. No, I mean, I was looking online. I went and looked at Ticketmaster for my area just through like what was available in there, like 300 bucks. Oh, shit, I'm not paying that much. Um, but yeah, I, they for me it cost me eighty five bucks a ticket, so that wasn't too that's bad. not that's not bad for a final. In a, um, no, not at all. I mean that's, I mean I haven't been to get or bought a ticket in a game for seven years, so I mean I'm I'm sure there's some type of inflation with tickets. Well, like this. in twenty seventeen or twenty sixteen, um, I'd have to go look, but I'm pretty sure my tickets for MLS Cup were a hundred bucks a piece. 
and I think maybe 150 in 20, but not, I mean, it's a final. Yeah. I didn't care. And in Seattle, they weren't, they were like 95, I think it was, because the Sounders, um, and I also, I'm, I had the tickets since before 2010, so I have a legacy. I yeah. get legacy prices, which are a little cheaper, and uh, they've done that, you know, forever. And yeah, there, there's no plans to stop doing that because everybody goes, well, it's not really fair. How come they get a discount and we don't? And their, uh, their front office said quite simply, these guys bought tickets when we didn't, you know, they took a leap of faith. We didn't have a team and they've stuck with us. So yeah, they get a little reward. So it's not like I get my, my tickets for, you know, 50 bucks. I mean, it costs no. my season tickets still aren't cheap. I mean, it cost me two grand for both seats. But that's a lot of games, so that's yeah. 18 games. So uh, I don't think it's that expensive. I mean, Personally, I get value. That's all I really want. Uh, I, they're what, 70, 80 bucks per? Probably where I'm at, yeah. Um, they're expensive because – You're what, 20 games at home? Something like – yeah, 18 or 20. They, they usually throw in – a. Like the Champions League, the first Champions League game was part of the package. Anything after that, I had to pay for. So, you know, the Open Cup, I had to pay for it, but that's at Starfire, which is tomorrow. So, so I, I'm interested. I'm interested to see the lineup for that. I think the lineup for tomorrow will, will mirror the lineup Saturday. The Dallas lineup. I don't see uh, any of the main starters. Ladero won't be anywhere near Starfire unless he's watching it in the stands. Neither will Rui Diaz. Neither will Jordan. Roldan, maybe just because the guy is is Iron Man. Uh, Fry won't play. It'll be Cle- I think that's going to be Steph Cleveland's tournament to win or lose. So, which I, I I'm all for. If you put a my one of my beefs when the Sounders won the Open Cup against Chicago, Nate Jaqua had been the the, he was the player of the tournament, and he did not start the final because Ziggy started Blaze Kufo instead. Blaze hadn't played in any of them, and Jake was the leading scorer. So, man, that's that's rude to Jake. If anyone earned the start in the final, it was Jake. And what did Jake would do when he won? He gave his medal to some kid in the crowd because I was right there watching. And the kid's like, yeah, it's a cool medal. And he just reached up and said, here, here you go. Gave him his Open Cup medal. So I mean, I think he because I did talk to him. I said, "Man, I was pissed you didn't you didn't start." And he's like, "Yeah, so was I." <laughs> yeah, no oh, shit. So it's funny. I mean, uh, not. <laughs> I don't know if it was coincidence. I'm. I know it wasn't because the Sounders do have a sense for the dramatic. The championship, the Concacaf Championship banner celebration where they unveil the banner up in the stands and the, the, uh, they're going to have the trophy there. I guess the trophy's going to be at the Open Cup tomorrow. But they're having a whole celebration July 9th. That's September's game. So we're <laughs> definitely going to do their big celebration in front of the Timbers. So, I mean, that, which is cool. I mean, it makes sense for one reason, because I think they're going to do the whole stadium. So you're already going to get a big crowd because you can get more Portland guys and you get, you know, They've got two months really to hype it up. Yeah, so can't, I, I thought that was awesome. Do something like that, but yeah. you'd expect nothing less from the Timbers. No, <laughs> if the Timbers oh. ever won anything. Oh, sorry. Uh, 
they did win MLS's back. Uh, I should apologize. Yeah. And they won an open or uh, an MLS Cup. So, but the, the, the funny thing is, the funny thing is in the um, because there's been a lot of crap on the Timbers over the last oh, six months. I, I almost feel bad for Timbers fans. To a year on on this, and that's always that's always the thing that gets pulled out. Well, at least we won a MLS. MLS Cup coming back, MLS is back tournament. I mean, yeah. old team. It's kind of like one of those smirk type of things. Yeah, we have a supporter shield type of thing. Yeah. The, it's crazy, the, though. The, the Timbers have definitely had a bad run. Not on the field. I mean, on the field, I don't care because I want them to have a bad run. But off the field, oh, my. Are you? Um, I'm reading some of the – because I don't comment on a lot of tweets just because – I don't want to engage the nuts, but I'll read the nuts, you know. And uh, one guy, and I, I actually this made me laugh. He was talking to somebody from Portland, and he said, "Man, I feel bad for you. It sucks. When can we get back to hating each other? Because all this crap going on with the front office, with the whole domestic violence, with uh, Andy Polo, and then the whole." Uh, sexual harassment with the uh the the thorns coach who had left and that they they knew why they just said no he just left to go do something else and it was a big you know they kind of swept it under the rug and you know somebody opened up the rug and it's just been a nightmare uh for the pr you know for the front office of the timbers and wilkinson and paulson in particular, have just been raked. Well deserved. It's just been raked over the coals because you know you can't. Kind of you can't do that. What's that? Holton's kind of an asshole. You know, it's funny. I sat behind him once. You know, in when did they come in the league? Two thousand and ten or two thousand and eleven? But they had when them in Portland came into the league. They had a little preseason tournament here at Starfire, and it was a little Cascadia tournament. And you know. That was cool. So it's a preseason tournament. I'm not thinking anything of it. Tickets go on sale at 10 o'clock. I said, oh, shit, it's like 10.15. I should probably get those tickets. So I go on to get them, and I can't log in. I said, what the hell's going on? They sold out in 15 minutes. You know, granted, it was you only got a third. Each team got a third, and they were gone. And I ended up had I was still working at the hotel, and um, we had – Servando Carrasco and Brian Meredith and Michael Tate and uh, who was the other one? Oh, Mario Rosales. Uh, they were all staying in the hotel because we were that hotel was really close to Starfire. So all at that time, all the the Lonies or the Trialists or the Rooks, whatever, they all stayed in the hotel. So I, I mean, I saw uh, Sinza Uvaparafovich. He was on trial. You know, I saw a bunch of guys, and then I asked. Uh, I asked one. Of them, I said, "Hey, guy." And Josh Ford was the other guy. That's who I was thinking of. I was just talking to him at the table and said, "Yeah, I wanted to get tickets, but you know, it's all gone." And he said, "Oh, we can get you tickets." So Servando actually got me tickets for the thing. He's uh, a really nice guy. Servando, yeah, he is. I mean, he's a he's a bulldog on the field, but off the field, yeah, he's a super nice guy. You know, so I got to go. You know, and I'm sitting there, and there's Adrian and him talking, and you know. I mean, he's talking to Adrian. He just seems like a spoiled rich kid a little bit to me. Oh. You know, Adrian, 
is not that kid because I mean he he his family's got money the Hanauers, but his dad you know they used to own a like a pillow feather he's owned a bunch of businesses, but they had a family business and his dad had made both him and his brother they had to go work in the factory you know because you need to see how other people live kind of thing and this these mm-hmm. people work really hard and you're going to go work really hard with them so. He doesn't have that sense. And Adrian is the easiest owner in the world to talk to. I mean, I talked to him. I, I've talked to him a bunch, and he's he's real personable. He, I was talking to him when they were trying to sign Darylis Gonzalez, if you remember that. that. I think that was a bullet dodged. And he was like, yeah, you know, we made an offer. And, uh, you know, they came back with a huge offer. And he goes, you know, this isn't going to end up on Twitter or anything. Is I said, no. He goes, you know, if they would have made, you know, uh, a decent counter offer. We might have came back with something else. He goes, you know, I was I was still willing to go up, but you know, I wasn't going up. To, they wanted some insane money, you know, uh, and they weren't willing to go that high. As it turned out, you know, I don't think he, you know, you got to sell. Sometimes you got to sell while while the guy player's hot, and he was hot. But after the sell fell through, he hasn't done anything, you know. So, yeah, that that. That's the thing with um, Timbers fans. I mean, and a lot of the Timber fans online aren't really vocal anymore. There's a lot of well, I, I think they are vocal, but they're directing their hostility more towards their own team, yeah. or not the players, but the front office. I've seen a numerous uh, TO or Timbers Army guys come on or people saying I will not support this team with that group in ownership. So, which is rough. I mean, that would suck, yeah. you know, cause I would hate, I mean, I feel bad for him for that. Cause uh, they had a, uh, a girl that had been singing the national anthem at uh, oh, Providence park for her whole forever. And she said, she's not going to do it anymore. And that was like, Oh man, that's got to suck. You know, Oh, and the other stuff that they were trying to do around it for, to her was just... Yeah, oh, exactly. Not- Getting her dad, trying to get him. It's like, hey, you know, don't put me in the middle of this. I think he just went, this is what they want you to do. And she's like, I'm not doing it. Cool. Yeah. I, I said my piece. She's like, you know. 20, she's like 23 or 24. Yeah. She's a I think- legit adult. I mean, I, was, I get it if it was 18. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm sorry, asking a girl or a young woman to not uh, be upset about the whole domestic violence and then the sexual harassment. Come on, you know, yeah. that's that's ask that's dirty pool. You know, I mean, you got to be a little more um, read the room a little bit, you know. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, they, I, I've noticed. Now, I haven't really waded back completely into MLS from the lockout. Right. But it's just, I do get to watch some of the stuff. But that, that was kind of, the other, that was kind of weird this season. The other thing that I've been floating around, and I know you're going to be completely biased on this, but Probably. Would, you consider, would you consider Seattle right now the next, the, oh, God, I completely lost it, the, the DC United of this generation. Yes, I would. I mean, 
I would just go since they've been in the league. I mean, come on. I, they've been in the league since for 14 years, and they have four, five, six, seven, eight pieces of hardware. And that's just the big trophies. That's not counting the th- three Western Conference fine, uh, trophies they have, you know, because those are still big. They're not the championship, you know. Uh, I know if you go to uh, Sounder at Heart, Dave Clark has got the trophy case for the Sounders, and it's got every trophy they've ever won back from 74, and it's crazy. Some guy goes, well, I don't want to count all those trophies. It's a trophy case. So, I mean, they have the Desert Diamond Cup in there, you know. And for me, if you play for a trophy, I don't care what it is. I want to see the trophy. I don't care if it's preseason tournament. They give you a trophy, you take it. If you go to the Red Bulls, I'm sure that trophy they won when they beat Arsenal, that preseason uh, tournament they were in, I'm sure that trophy is there because they don't have a lot of trophies. Uh, got a couple of supporter shields, but yeah, Mark you know. Fishkin joked about that all the time on his show. He won't. yeah, he- Fishkin's show is fantastic. I I love Fishkin. He's one of my favorite. Uh, MLS podcasters, you know, and yeah, he, made me a Red Bulls fan. Well, yeah, that he, just, I like how they play. They're so much fun to watch. And he's just a fun person to follow. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, he, his, how much he loves being a father also. Yeah. With, I follow him. I've got him on all social networking. Yeah, me too. He's one of the, he's one of the well, Dave Martinez is not in anymore. He hasn't been in God almost eight years at this point, I think he's been out. Yeah. Fucking youngin. Yeah, getting shit on that one again. Um, one of the top fathers in, in the industry. I mean, mm. just how much he loves being being there for his kids. I mean, it's it's almost like Dunseth, who like Dunny, who just yeah. is always with his kids, regardless. I mean, he takes one, one or two of them to school. He plays with the baby. Or, well, it's not quite a baby anymore. His youngest is not right. a baby, but still at this point. I mean, I would say, I mean, sorry, go back into your thing. I would say they are, you know, you're the, let's say the first dynasty for Major League Soccer would have been D.C. United. The second one would have been the Galaxy, you know, with that whole Robbie Keane run. Or, you know, when they had, because they'd been to, a, you know, they were another team that went to a lot of finals, you know, like New England. And lost until they finally won. That one, they won an extra time where the guy Mando, uh, God, what was his name? Mando something. The, the Honduran who hadn't scored all year and scores the game-winning goal. You know, led, I think, shot all the time and never scored. And then got the goal in overtime to beat uh, New England. Um, that The Galaxy would have been the second dynasty, at least in my opinion. And then I think we would be the third you know, because you look at the, with the, we've won three MLS Cups. We've been to uh, five, four. We've been to four. We've won two, lost two. Okay, we lost to Columbus. We lost Toronto. We beat Toronto. We beat Toronto. Um, four Open Cups. We've won. We've been to five finals. Uh, we've been to a League's Cup final. We've been to the Champions League final. We've been in the Champions League a bunch since 2010. And that final exercised a lot of demons. 
for me. Oh, you know, I remember uh, Monterey, the team that beat Salt Lake with Humberto Suazo. I mean, Humberto Suazo was a fantastic player. And that Monterey team was so good. And, you know, Salt Lake was a was Fabian Espindola hitting the post away from winning that Champions League. I mean, they were that close. All they needed was a goal because it was one nothing. They get that goal, they go on away goals because away goals counted then. Um, and he hits a post. So what a heartbreaker uh, for RSL. What does that change RSL and MLS at that point? I mean, that RSL team, if you think about it, they were – they had a little run there. They they just only won one trophy, but they went to two MLS Cups. They went to an open – they had a couple, I think, the Champions League finals, so there's two or three finals, and they were in an Open Cup final, and they lost, and I think they might even been in another one. But they had that little stretch there that they were really good, but I think, uh, you know, you can only do so much – with, uh, with you know, smoke and mirrors, because uh, I don't know what they're now. I think their new owner has got pretty deep pockets, and I, I think the other guy had some deep pockets, but he just didn't want to spend any of his money. Uh, the guy that they kicked out. Uh, and then when Garth left, I mean, God, the Sounders have pillaged Salt Lake RSL. They, I mean, they took Garth. They took Craig Weibel. They took Albert Rusnak. They took uh, Freddie Juarez. I mean, gee whiz, Wally. <laughs> they they get a coach who quits being their coach to become a Sounders assistant. You know, they took their general manager. They took their technical director, and they took their best player. It's like, uh, guys, give Salt Lake a break. You know, and Rusnak, uh, I think. Wednesday had a he played fantastic. He had a great game, you know. I, and he might not be scoring as much as we want to see, but man, in the Champions League, he was really good. So yeah, I'm excited, and now he has to be since Jao Paulo tore his ACL in the Champions League. So that was a big blow because I mean he was arguably the best player in the, he was the MVP of the league last year. He was a, he was a candidate. He got second or whatever he got. Uh, those ACL analogy or oh man that is the vogue and oh and then uh it's not sounders related but then miles robinson tear ruptures his achilles which wow what a heartbreaker because him and uh walker zimmerman for me that that's our, your starting uh center backs in the world cup because i think they're head and shoulders above everybody in the pool i mean john brooks kind of disappeared um uh, and walker zimmerman is he is on a rich run right now. Just signed a new contract with Nashville. You know, he's a designated player now, which is crazy that the league signed off on it, which I think is great because one thing I hate that the league needs to stop doing, I don't want the league involved in the decisions. I mean, here's the money. I, I know they pay parts of the contracts. I get that, but DPs, they don't. You know, that TAM money, I don't think they do either. I don't know how that works, but I don't want – the league that be able to veto it's not a sexy enough signing come on I, which i think is a big it's a big change that they're able to get that deal done yeah. because normally they don't do dps i mean omar gonzalez is the first designated player defender and i think his was like a million bucks that's it if that you know um and now zimmerman is got a big deal i mean 
he's, I think, Nashville's highest paid player. Or if not, he's right up there. You know, so. Yeah, Which, well-deserved. I mean, he is great. I, I think he's fantastic. Uh, you know. The fact he hasn't gone over to Europe or what? I think he's got a little bit of the Chad Marshall syndrome, you know. uh, Just never had that opportunity, and now, you know, he's kind of, I mean, what's he, 28 maybe? It's kind of late in his run. Uh, Now there's not really any need. I mean, he's getting the big bucks now. Uh, So we'll see how it does. We'll see how the World Cup is. So Yeah, you see, I mean, and you don't, you don't know with how young this U.S. national team is, who's going to be picked off from it. I right. Oh, I the thing is going to get plucked. Back somewhere down the line, Pulisic will go back to the continent. I think yeah. he's good. He's good enough to sit the bench or be a an extra attacker at Chelsea. Right. But he's but good. I don't want that. To, yeah, he's good enough to go somewhere like in, in um. Spain. I like to see him in Spain. Yeah. Put him at somewhere like, well, until Simeone leaves um, Atletico, you're not going to really get much flair there. And that's a bet that you're not going to get that there. Barcelona has no freaking money. How about Sevilla? I love Sevilla. I love how they play. I would love to see him go there. Sevilla or Betis, one of the, the, I mean, unless we can figure out some, um, some bass connection and get him yeah, into I mean, a, a Letty. Yeah, well, because but, that's, that's one of those. That's one of those historic great. Yeah. Plus, but you've got you've got something like that. I mean, even put him at a Nantes or uh, um, Lyon or yeah. I mean, well, I I know um, Etienne is not doing well on this. Yeah. <laughs> like that one right now. What I don't think. Yeah, he either would go back to Germany or Spain. I think those would yeah. be his pre. Those would, for me, would be my preferred destinations. Um, I was going to say something too. Now I forgot. Oh no, you know another thing for the World Cup. I mean, conceivably, we could head into the World Cup without a starting goalkeeper for his club team because unless uh, you know, because McMath, uh, not McMath. Uh, Stefan is just I'm not sold on Stefan. He is he, he is withering on the vine at Man City. Um God now I'm I'm having a senior moment. New England's keeper. Um, um Turner, he's gonna be Turner, Matt Turner, thank you. Um if he ends up at Arsenal, I can't unless he wins the job, which I hope. I hope he has a shot at it. Uh you know, I prefer Turner anyway. Uh, he might not be as good at distributing, but if we saw in the FA Cup, uh, I think Stefan's distribution might be a little overrated. And then Horvath is on the bench at Forest. So, you know, I, yeah. I know Twelman was uh, tweeting out, uh, give Stefan Fry a shot. And Steph is one of those guys I think is has been done dirty by the national team. I think Fry a little bit, and I think Tim Melia. I mean, what more can can they do? You know, I'm not a huge Melia fan, but he is a great goalkeeper. So yeah, Fry was done dirty. Lewis Robles was done. Yeah, Robles is another good example. Never yeah. really got got a January camp. 
You know, yeah. probably got one January camp, and that was it. But now we're, we don't have a starting keeper at, at the club level. Yeah. Heading into the World Cup. I mean, Turner could end up going and being loaned back. I don't know. You know, there's – but um, I mean, and that's I a concern because um, he – Forrest, you, you don't know. If, and here's the thing. What if Forrest goes up? Yeah, sure. Because they're in the playoffs. That would be cool. I mean, he's played ten games with uh, Forrest Horvath. I looked it up, but he's—that's a—that's a thought. I yeah. Mean, but the thing of I get going to a big team to have. It no, I, I get that too. I mean, I, I understand the money part for uh, Turner. I'm sure he's getting paid double what he's making right now, and I get that. I'm all for that. You'll want to do somewhere where you're going to play in going into a going into World Cup season. Now, right. Grant, the last three years have been horrible, and this World Cup is unique to say the least. I like this. I don't like it, you know, how it played out, and I'm not really sold on it being in Cutter because I think that was that whole thing was a bit of a a mess, you know, with the whole. Uh, bribes and all that but the fact that it's it's on the mls off season hey i'm digging that uh but i'm weird you know and mls is my preferred league so uh well i mean obviously i mean yeah obviously you're you're a sounders guy but you, you, you yeah that that makes sense but you wouldn't want to have at least gone somewhere even a smaller club i mean yeah he had stuck as the cup goalkeeper at Manchester City. Yeah, he no. doesn't care about the damn cops. No, you know exactly. He doesn't ever play with their. He's playing with the. You know, yeah, he starts, but he's got a makeshift back line, and and I'm sure a lot of those guys don't spend a lot of time playing together. And you know his his last FA Cup appearance was horrible, and his last two national team appearances were not good. So yeah, hard, hard uh, somewhere like. Um, Norwich, Brighton. Um, I don't care where he goes if he, as long as he starts. Even if he's in the championship, you know, uh, you're going to see a lot of – one thing about the championship, you get plenty of games because their season is so insane. It's, you know, it's, it's Saturday, Wednesday all season because they have so many teams in the championship. But he's got to start. Or go to France or Austria or Holland or even one of those, you know, tier two, not the big, not, I mean, if you can get a starting gig in, in, in France or Germany or Spain or England, great, but I, he hasn't done that yet. Go to Scotland, go to the championship, go to Holland, go to Austria, you know, go to Portugal. How many, Somewhere. How many, how many U.S. national team players have gone up to Rangers? A lot of them. A bunch, yeah. A lot. Yeah. You go up there. And, I mean, yes, granted, it's not the world's highest caliber, but, I mean, Rangers is better than what he's getting now. He's at, Rangers are what, in UEFA Cup or the champion? Or yeah, the, they are in the Europa League, so the UEFA the Cup, Europa. yeah. So the final. So they're, they they would be in a final right there. Right. It's like the first final in what? Almost 40 years for that club. Yeah, a European final. Not, yeah, I mean, 
not the Scottish Cup or whatever, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's been a long time coming for Rangers. And nice recovery from where they were, you know, yeah. when they basically burned to the ground and the I mean, Phoenix they Club. Yeah, they yeah. were liquidated and came back. I mean, yeah. as much as I don't like to say anything good about them, I read from no. the behind the scenes. There's a um, Scottish me his book from pitch publishing about all the shit that they went through that there's needs to be a there needs to be many volumes of stuff that's written on that stuff i know yeah. um, paul Arkin also did it too but he comes at it as a very biased play which is fine right but, i mean some of the stuff those guys did it's just like i'm looking at it going what yeah. the hell well and the thing I think that you people realize, I'm, I'm sure Scott, Scottish FA realized and Celtic definitely real. You need Rangers and Celtic in the same, you know, I mean, if one of them goes down for a year too great on their own merits, that's probably different, but man, Celtic without Rangers, you know, it's like, it's like trying to paddle a boat with one oar. you know, it didn't do the Scottish. I mean, I granted that, Rangers must have pissed a lot of people off because when they sanctioned them, they threw the book at them. There was no leniency, no benefit of the doubt. I mean, they burned Rangers to the ground and, and said, yeah, figure it out. And it, they did. It took a while. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I mean, but I the know. old firm, you, Scotland needs the old firm because there's yeah. not a lot, you know. And they need the new firm too. They need they need Dundee and um, Aberdeen. Oh well, yeah, they, they they're all that whole league is is like that. You got you know Hearts and uh, what's the other team and and is it Kilmarnock? So you got you got that rivalry. You have you know. No, you're thinking Hibs. Hibs, yeah, Hibernian. Thank you. And Hearts, you need that rivalry. You know, that's just slightly below. You know, and even Hearts has had God, they they can't seem to figure it out either. They, you know, they keep getting taken over by weird Russians. They do, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they don't spend any money anyway, and then they don't have any money. It's kind of like the guy, if you remember, the guy that bought the Islanders, you know, and had no money, or like uh, the old McNall, the old uh, Kings owner that was just a fraud, you know. Or the worst you know, one was, and this is a direct um, cover to the um, old Sounders, was the Phoenix team, was the Arizona team that that whole side from 77 left for. Yeah. They're um, Gabriel, Redknapp, mm -hmm. and one of the goalkeepers all left went down to Phoenix for a um an AFL team that was going to try to move themselves up. Yeah. I had no damn money. None. Yeah. And I read, um, there's a book out there called Dean Court Days. It's about um, Harry Redknapp's spells at Bournemouth. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole chapter about um, Harry Redknapp being here, over here in the state. And he, Harry talks openly about how much he loved being in the state, how much it was different for him. He, he says, as he says, he should have come over about 10 years before. Not possible, yeah. but because his knees were gone. But he mm -hmm. said how he loved being over here. He says the problem was, and he, he, point, 
now Redknapp has some shit on him in in the UK. He's not yeah. exactly a clean person, but he he laid it out perfectly, and I wrote it for the set pieces. It's mm. one of the only articles I've ever written a piece for. But anyway, <clears throat> um, that that ha- that's happened here. So I mean. That's the problem with, and I want to get, I want to start maybe this summer getting guests back on. I'm going to float it. I don't know if it's going to work, but right. um, that's where we need to get some of these players is at the lesser league because yeah. we see everything nowadays. Now, I know these MLS teams aren't going to send players loan to South America and Europe's not going to loan to South America. That's just not going to happen because of the whole I'm not going right. to say with it, but there's a class system with it that's well developed and it's from the Victorian area. Yeah. But you need to get some of these players at the lesser play. I know play the, the Sounders have loaned some players to a team in Austria. I, I think it's Austria. It's a it's a really small club that's kind of community owned, and they've sent three or four different players there. So, um, but yeah, no, it's if a lot of times when you're loan, especially I think when the Sounders are loaning some of their young players out, there's some they loan they want back because they want them to get some seasoning, and there's others that they're loaning like a. a if you like him, great. You can take him off our hands, you know, because we don't see as a future. And sometimes they don't. Sometimes they, they end up playing in the Champions League in Europe, you know. So everyone's on a different model. I mean, Sam Rogers kind of uh, kind of just fell out through the cracks. He, he, didn't, he had a shot. He didn't make it. He ended up going to Oklahoma City. Uh, and I'm friends with his mother. Actually, she's a super lady, but he ended up playing in the USL. And then he went to uh, a lower level team, I think, in Norway. Now he's playing for Rosenberg. So, right. uh, you know, and then Henry Wingo, same deal, ends up playing in Molda with, uh, you know, Sounder, Cup of Coffee Sounder, Magnus Wolf Ikram plays for Molda. And then he got sold to Ferran Varosh and he played in the Champions League this year. Yeah, so Ferrovaro is one of those teams that unfortunately if you're not history right you know nothing. Yep. And that's the sad thing is that um Christopher Lee, um Chris Lee, he does the um outside right pie, wrote Mm -hmm. wrote a book about the origins of how Brit the Brits spread the um game throughout the world and he did every throughout all that. And one of his major things, and it's been one of his major points on his pod for the last five years? I don't know how long. He's, I've, I've been on it like once at least. Um, yeah. Anyway, is that you have, unless you are of a specific ilk, some of these teams you don't know of should have yeah. a prospect or two at. Because we're at the generation where you can park someone in Austria and yep. a, a blog, a, po- a Twitter, a Facebook, and a podcast will pop up. Yeah. Yeah, Ethan. no, that's true. I mean, that that's why I've pushed the flamenco stuff for a while. And now, Ad Age is 
basically flipping me the middle finger because Flamengo is trying to do a um, do a office here in the states. Wow, I didn't know that. That's cool. My mom's favorite industry magazine is basically shit talking me now. <laughs> And I'm still laughing at this. My mom worked at advertising since the 70s. She, I have read ad age on and off since the 80s. Mm-hmm. And I saw that pop up on Facebook. I'm like, come on. Stop That's that, funny. mom. I mean, she got me re- listening. She got me reading The Economist. And she had been putting that in my face. Now, for those who are not hearing this. My mom died 10 years ago, almost yeah. 10 years ago at this point. And she, three things she told me. She told me at 12 that I was going to write a book. I'm on my third manuscript right now. Yeah. Oh, she wanted me. me to read The Economist in the, the Economist in the 90s. I worked at a bookstore. I got them all for free, basically. Mm-hmm. I laughed at that one. And the other one is she wanted me to get into advertising like she did. It would give me ad age magazine. It's kind of a industry magazine. It's kind of it's formatted same old ESPN magazine was. Mm-hmm. Very big, very picturesque, but yeah. not as in depth, but good. When that popped up, I was like, oh, hell no. Not this again. Yeah, but it's it's the same thing is to put some of our goalkeepers in places that you know will play your system. It's yeah, Arsenal has a big following in the states. I'm sure there's a huge Seattle Gooners group. I'm oh yeah, I'm, I'm in, sure there is. I have a friend that's a big Gooner. So yeah, I, I'm in a slightly smaller town than you city than you are and but there's thousands of them here. Yeah. And there's a lot of Manchester City fans. Most of mm-hmm. them aren't like Cardiff Krishnayer and have been following him since the eighties, but yeah, as you'll say, he's slightly nuts to go to go with it. But it's that the other thing is that you have you can park these. You can park Pulisic, Turner, Stefan. In Germany, yeah. Part well, I was going to say Russia. You can't do that anymore. Not right now. <laughs> no. Not right now. Them. You can park some of them at Benfica. Park some of them at Sporting. Put hell. You could even put some of them at. And I don't think they have the money. You could put one of the younger players. Levante, yeah, Miria, hell, even Malaga. Yeah, well, there you go, Malaga. Oh, that'd be cool. Watford or even Udinese. But the problem is that the big teams to say you get a player in a big team is a joke. Yeah, because if they're not going to play, it ain't going to matter. Nope, you got that right. Oh, crazy, but I don't know. It's a mess. Yeah, 
Well, I'm gonna because I've had my earphones on for more than an hour. They're gonna yeah, fight. 75 minutes. We had a good, yeah. we had a long one. Not counting the pre-show, it was about 75 yeah. minutes. But quick, yeah. one quick little bit of trivia. It's totally unrelated. Uh, so my uh, my my girlfriend's daughter's fiance is a former Olympian. He was a rower. And in Brazil, they got to train at Flamingo. Because he was, I said, yeah, my podcast partner's writing a book, wrote a book about to me, uh, Flamingo. And he goes, oh, did I, you knew I trained there. And I said, no, he said, it's beautiful. He said, it's massive complex. But yeah, little, there's a little trivia for you. Oh, yeah. Chew on. So it's, it's, it's um, the amount of other teams and other stuff and programs that are part of, of the team. Oh, I, down yeah. there is amazing because a yeah. lot of those teams start as rowing teams and expand. And I mean, I yep. follow the basketball side because I'm a huge basketball fan, and the basketball jerseys are freaking phenomenal. But yeah. I mean, that all that and rowing, of course, I would go down there. I have a friend. We actually had her on here, Erica Suter. Yep. She played at um, Vasco da Gama. Nice. Yeah, so, I mean, this is 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. But so that, that's, that's where... I think, and my, they have, I think my headphones are about to die. Do you hear yeah, that? Dying as, oh, is as, that you? That's you or that, me. That's both uh, of us at this point. Um, anyway, I will let you guys go, and we will talk to you guys later.